One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews, and joined as always on VR every single week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what is going on? Just another day in the life. That much. All right. So, as always, be sure to hit us up on social media Twitter at WrestleGeddon Pod with 1D, Instagram, WrestleGeddon Pod with 2Ds. Facebook.com slash WrestleGannonPod with 1D as well. And be sure to check out YouTube.com slash For the Collection, where we've uploaded a couple new videos up there. We've got, um, trying to think what I put up there, the unboxing of the Ninja Turtles Token Razar 2-pack from NECA Toys. And the latest upload, uh, just as of a few days ago, is the unboxing of the Ultimate Series 7 Fiend figure, which was a fun video to do. So definitely check those out. And that's uh, youtube.com slash for the collection. And over on Instagram, be sure to follow us there for your weekly figure of the week, uh, where we try to drop a new uh, figure of the week every Saturday. Since Saturday and Sunday, get something new up there um, from my collection. Since like it's pretty massive. So spans all types of different figure genres, stuff like that. Just cool stuff. Uh, that I've collected over the years that have some like nostalgic memories to them or just something that I thought was cool and picked up. So little stories behind them, fun stuff like that. Oh, and of course, Twitter, you can vote for your uh, favorite WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation show on there. And like always, when we do our weekly shows, uh, we tally up the votes every four weeks and the loser sings some karaoke. Lots of fun stuff there. And... Garrett, where can they get our T-shirts from? Uh, they can get them from Pro Wrestling Tees, Black Slash Wrestling Pod. At least I hope that's what it is because I'm not looking at the notes because <laughs> I'm having uh, very hard technical difficulties with my laptop tonight. <laughs> uh, close. Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling slash Wrestle Getting Podcast. Brand new store. We got three logos up on there now. We've got the the circle. Uh, logo, which is the, the bad boys of wrestling podcasts. Um, we've got the Wrestle Getting Podcast logo up there as well in the WrestleMania font. And the For the Collection logo is up there too. So uh, definitely check those out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wrestle Podcast. Best way to support us here on the show um, and all the money that goes into that, the t-shirt sales and stuff like that gets directly put back into the show for us to do giveaways and um, other things with that pertaining to the show. So hopefully we'll have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, working on some things. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't, don't want to put anything. We're working on some uh, WrestleGeddon, WrestleGeddon butt plugs. <laughs> uh, trying to get that patent. Uh, get that out to you guys. I hear Sonny's a big on endorsing gals, that. <laughs> She said she'd do it on her OnlyFans, but we have to pay like 60 bucks. Wrestle getting butt plugs. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, and that. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus always takes us down the wrong path. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, also, be sure to check out thefigcave.com. Um, that'll take you right to the Facebook group where you can join for free. It's pretty awesome. Buy, sell, trade toys. Uh, talk with other awesome collectors in that group as well. Um, the cool thing with this, if it's something new on the peg, there's tons of people that are out shopping every day, looking for stuff, always posting in the group. Hey, I found this or found that at this store. Anybody need this? Anybody looking for this? Uh, it's always retail plus shipping. So obviously like if it's, uh, uh, let's say an elite 80 Bailey, it's $20 plus whatever the actual shipping cost is from them to you. So definitely check them out. The figcave.com. Um, set up by our good friend phil gentile of the fig cave podcast brand new podcast from phil go ahead and check that out as well on all major podcasting networks um itunes spotify all that fun stuff uh he just did a just put up a new episode with the social media uh coordinator for aew which was a pretty good listen um pretty awesome here like some little inside things with that as well he's also got one up with kyle peterson Definitely check that out. Um, and then be sure to follow them on Instagram for a chance to win an Elite 77 Fiend. Uh, once the page hits 200 followers, we'll be giving that away. <clears throat> you definitely need that. I know the Ultimate Edition is out and the um, top talent, but that's Elite 77 is the first Fiend figure. Definitely going to want to add that to your collection if you don't have it already. Holla, holla. Holla, holla. <clears throat> All right, you guys got anything before we jump into the news? Um, did uh, did uh, Jimmy King no. get his shirt? What's that? Did 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 Jimmy King get his shirt? Jimmy King got his shirts. Yes, he got it. Yep, the King got his shirt. The King was uh very psyched to get that. Um, he did tweet that he got it. So pretty awesome. So maybe we'll do uh <clears throat> do something here very shortly with another giveaway and see where we go from there. So that was the uh, first successful giveaway we have run. So thank you, Jimmy King. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So uh, let's let's jump into the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-45-4-Hulk. I think I need to put some like some music behind this uh, brought to you by thing. <laughs> but, uh, the news is brought to you by Date Nights in a Box. Uh, so if you're going to be stuck in the house with your significant other, why not have something to pass the time? Let Date Nights in a Box help you plan that perfect evening and possibly get a little lucky. So that's uh, subscribe to that Date Nights in a Box com for all your wonderful date night planning needs yeah garrett's been using it and uh since since he's been using it he's been getting pretty lucky (laughs) 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 he's been having a he's been having a great time with jill Or uh, Rosie Palm and her five sisters. 
<laughs> oh, oh, good times over here. That's all we have is good times. <clears throat> Sometimes we go on tangents. It's okay. And Garrett's like, shut up, guys. So big news coming out. Yeah. So big news coming out of WWE this week. As everyone knows, Drew McIntyre is tested positive for COVID. Um, his quarantine period should be fine for him to return by Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people joke that even COVID doesn't want McIntyre to face Goldberg. <laughs> no, but it but it is no laughing matter. Um, the whole COVID thing. So we wish Drew a speedy recovery, as well as Axe from Demolition who tested positive as well. Um, well, Axe being up there in age, being the more <clears throat> um, prime target, I guess age group for COVID. So we hope Axe has a speedy recovery as well. Big fan of Demolition. It was one of my favorite tag teams uh, growing up. Demolition, Legion of Doom. I think it was the face paint. Gravitated more to these guys with the face paint. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, four teams have been announced for the Women's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, uh, which will start on next week's NXT. Uh, we got Candice LeRae and Indy and Indy representing the way. Uh, Casey and Caden, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. That's a team I can get behind right there. <sighs> and uh, my pick to win it all, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Sure, you're gonna make them I'm psyched your, your, their new, your new tag team on your roster now. <laughs> no, I like my uh, my team of uh, Shotzi and uh, um, Ruby Riot. Yeah. Pretty psyched about that, though. So, this should be fun. Um, like I said, when we talked about this last week, I hope they add some teams from the main roster to kind of make it not suck, I guess. So, what, with the talent that they've already announced so far, it, it should be pretty decent. <clears throat> this would have been a great thing for the Iconics to do, you know, if they hadn't split them up. Yep. Would you imagine the Iconics winning this thing? <laughs> It'd be awesome. All oh, the promos would be hilarious. You know, you know what <clears throat> it would be? It'd be Iconic. It would what did I call them uh, last week? The Ilconics? It was like Ilconics. Yeah. The Ilconics? <laughs> <laughs> they have a license to ill. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, if you saw the latest YouTube video, yeah, I'm one cheesy joke. MFR, so <laughs> <laughs> that video was fun. Wait till the Hulk Hogan one gets done. Oh, no, the video is great. <laughs> I just want to know what it was like in the funhouse. It was messed up, man. I saw some things that no 
no person needs to see. Like I've seen, I've seen shit that'll turn you white. Uh, did he get hit by a flamethrower? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no, I was lucky on that one. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> if we can get serious for a moment. So, um, Lita did a uh, Twitch stream uh, Q and A uh, a few days ago, and she actually revealed that the she was forced by Vince to do the live sex celebration with Edge. Apparently, both uh, Cena and Edge tried to get the segment canned, but Vince uh, was hell-bent on getting it done, on getting that segment on air. And that was uh, Lita's breaking point when she decided she was going to not re-sign with the company. And, of course, if you remember what happened on her last match, they pretty much embarrassed the shit out of her um, by using Crime Time, who had uh, broke into her locker room and were selling her panties ringside. albeit i thought it was hilarious at the time because i didn't know the uh specifics behind why lita was leaving but now that i do it's kind of shitty so yeah terrible Uh, just no i mean i was all into the reddit um i mean the Live six celebration I probably could have did without. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal for me, but I was a fan of her and Edge, uh, Cuckold and uh, Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the like the partnership, like the pairing with her and Edge was great. Like they worked well together. Um, just that. Like, looking back on it, that really wasn't something that was needed. <clears throat> I know they were trying to play off the whole, you know, hey, you're the rated R superstar. You know, this is, you know, probably one of the most rated R things that you can do. <clears throat> it, it was just, yeah, it, it just wasn't needed at the time. So. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Damn. Just shoot together. My throat here. You gonna came yeah, down with COVID eighteen. That oh, that's pretty luck. I might be. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't have much here. AEW news. Actually, don't have any news from AEW at all this week. Uh, we do have some other news though. Uh, Mil Muertes debuted on MLW this week, uh, defeating Brian Pillman Jr. I'm pretty psyched about that one. I actually did watch that match just because I love Mil Muertes. Um, big fan from a. Uh, you know, catching them on Lucha Underground. Just, yeah, definitely check that out. That's, um, you can find that on YouTube. Um, MLW runs weekly shows on YouTube. They're free to watch. In all honesty, I think I'd rather start watching MLW and cover that over Raw and SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> it was definitely more entertaining than anything WWE has put out outside of NXT. Uh, let's see. And a little bit more. You didn't, didn't like Raw? <laughs> no. I didn't even watch Raw. Neither did I. <clears throat> I no. I haven't watched Raw yeah. in a month. No. Or maybe longer. No. Oh. Well, I did a little bit more research than you guys this week, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, so round out the the news for this week. Um, outside the figure news, uh, Impact Wrestling will be de- debuting a new commentary team at Hard to Kill this weekend, and that will be the team of Matt Striker and D'Lo Brown. Everybody loves D'Lo. So, so Madison Rain will I don't be remember away him being the, the best talker though. I don't, I don't remember that either. But I think, um, who know, commentary might be good for him. Might be, might be yeah. completely different on commentary. So, who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah so, like apparently Josh Matthews got promoted or got a promotion with his new contract signing, so he won't be doing. Uh, commentary anymore, and then Madison Rain is completely stepping away. <clears throat> Church will make like an occasional appearances, but um, she won't be commentate doing any commentary at all either. So, which it kind of sucks. I did like the, the pairing of Matthews and Rain. They do have that that natural chemistry, considering they're married. You know, it was, it was fun listening to them. Some commentary, especially anytime Matthews brought up, you know, hanging out with the Deaners. And Madison was always started jabbing him, like, what are you talking about? She's like, You don't like any of that stuff. You don't do any of that stuff. Um <laughs> I wonder how many people gave yourself a concussion trying to do the Dilo Brown head shake though. <laughs> uh, I'm sure quite a few people. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, so a little bit of figure news this week. Uh, AEW and Legend Series 9 have been found on Target.com, but they are, of course, out of stock. So if you're looking for those on there, you have to change your um, search results to include out-of-stock items, and then you can opt in on there to be notified when they are available. And so that's a pretty solid way to, to keep track on when stuff is coming in. May not always be on point, but uh, with the uncertainty with Pop Finder and BrickSeek not working very, very often as far as inventory trackers go, this may be your best bet. Um, also, the Royal Rumble elites are slowly rolling in with the stores getting anywhere from one to six figures at a time, uh, depending on the case breakdowns. Uh, it's been crazy. I know some stores in our area were getting one. We're getting one in and they're their weekly shipments of those. So, so definitely be on a lookout for those. Uh, the slam cycles have also been spotted at target. A lot of people have found like a shelf of drew McIntyre's, a couple undertakers. So those are definitely showing up and out there. Uh, some AW figure news, Britt Baker will be getting a figure, which was announced by Jeremy Padauer via Twitter, uh, during the AW broadcast this week in response to Britt Baker saying that, uh, Cody's, Unborn child will have a figure before Britt Baker does. <laughs> but that figure will be coming. Uh, Jeremy said it'll be coming this year in a series yet to be determined. And he's also going to be dropping some um, AEW unrivaled news very soon. So hopefully we'll see that later this week. Um, hopefully I didn't miss it and everybody's like already talking about it. I'm going to double check myself just to make sure. Oh my god, there's a there's a private party, and and the best friends two packs. (laughs) My god, I don't I don't think they're gonna be doing two packs though. Probably not. 
Maybe the, they would get more figures out. Should. They would get more figures out that way, but they're not going to. Uh, Brick Brick Breaker should come with floss and toothbrush. <laughs> or it should come with a uh, a uh, Reba Reba figures and accessory. Yep. Uh yes, no announcements at all for the new stuff. Um, it just says AEW Wave Four picks soon. Uh, UFC six inch figures pick soon. That was posted during AEW on Wednesday nights. <clears throat> so hopefully we'll see something coming from there. And yeah. So nothing yet. So hopefully relatively soon we'll see something, like I said. And uh pickups this week for myself. Uh picked up the ultimate edition fiend and hogan. Um, like I said, um earlier in the brought in the show during the uh our social outcast segment. Um, you can check out our unboxing review of the fiends on youtube.com slash for the collection. And then there'll be a Hogan one up within the next week or so. Also finally bit the bullet and pre-ordered the uh, legends of Lucha Libre Taya off of a uh, big bad toy store. You know, pretty psyched to get that um, tweeted that I finally did that and uh, got a retweet and a like from Taya. So holla. Getting big time now, man. Yep. Big time. All right, so that's that's all I've got. You guys got anything news wise or? Nope. Um, not man. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get in the ring then. All right, so get in the ring. Basically, if you haven't noticed, we've kind of been shortening it down quite a bit. Um, just kind of picking out highlights from you know some of the shows, like the main shows that we watch: SmackDown, Raw, NXT, Im- Impact, and AEW. Just kind of picking out the major stuff, going from there, and just kind of giving a brief rundown on that. Um, and spending more time talking about some of the the older stuff um, in our retro review, just. Because in all honesty, outside of the AEW Impact stuff and what's happening on NXT, like the the older stuff has been more entertaining as of late. So, but uh, let's go SmackDown. I know Carl is excited about this. Carl, what happened on SmackDown? I didn't watch SmackDown. It's I'm... in the notes. <laughs> oh, just read the notes, Carl. <laughs> my my bad. Uh, Smackdown, uh, <laughs> Dolph <laughs> slash Rude. <laughs> uh, the new tag team. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> folks, you can't write this shit. Like. <laughs> 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 Did yes, he watch it? Yes, I watched some of it. <laughs> he t- he tweeted. He like yeah, not tweeted, but he messages in the group chat that you that the street profits lost. And you were so excited. Yeah, you no, I didn't. Dis- 
No, I mean, like, I thought Chris was asking for, like, a play-by-play. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> Real Reigns punched a guy, and then he got pushed in the jaw, and then his hair fell like almost fell off and hit the ground. <laughs> something, something was at the table. <laughs> the other reason why this is all we're talking about on SmackDown is the rest of SmackDown just pissed me the fuck off. I honestly like that gauntlet talked... match was so good, and it got ruined by the bullshit they had to do for a storyline that is honestly well, didn't have to be done like I'm that. Curious. My whole point with it, just... my whole point with it, is what the fuck does it matter who Roman Reigns faced? He can face anybody. The storyline is still he's the head of the table. He beats everybody. That's the storyline you should run with. It doesn't matter who he's facing. But they think it's so, oh, we'll just put this bullshit guy in here just to do a bullshit guy. It doesn't matter who he faces <laughs> to me. So um, I've noticed on YouTube there's been a surge of um, Adam Pierce videos trending. Oh, I'm sure. So the former Ring of Honor world champion. So I actually watched a couple of matches that he had um, previously. One was actually against a very young, like rookie, Adam Page. Nice. So I, Adam Page was part of a group called the Decade, which was uh, uh, BJ Whitmer, Jimmy Jacobs, and they were pretty much like training. They they taken like a couple younger guys under their wing to help them out, and Adam Page was one of them. So Jacobs had brought back Adam Pierce, um, whose whose independent name was he was Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. So they brought him in to teach Adam Page a lesson. And it was a pretty solid matchup. Like I mean, Adam Pierce is no slouch in the ring. Like whatever they whatever they have him do, I'm sure is not going to be anywhere near what he's capable of doing because yeah, they're probably well, like, oh, he's not a wrestler and blah, blah, blah. Seen, they may, it may not even be him, so who knows? Yeah, it's. I think it's going to end up being, um, let's say, Daniel Bryan. It could be possibly. Daniel Bryan. I mean, honestly, like I don't understand why they couldn't do him and Nakamura. I mean, Nakamura... Oh, that's who it was. Uh, Nak- that, that's who it was. It was Nakamura that they were going to push him towards. So. I mean, he won that gauntlet. Yeah. Actually, the gauntlet match itself was really good until Adam Pierce came out there and the whole bullshit with Reigns. It was actually really good. Like it, there's a point where it was Nakamura and Brian. It was really good because it's Nakamura and Brian. But I mean, whatever. But I mean, it definitely is going to be like, especially with that match. Hopefully, we'll get a face Nakamura again. Uh, hopefully something comes out of it other than absolutely nothing. But who knows? Uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, Drew McIntyre accepts Goldberg's challenge um, as he's being quarantined. Hooray. Um, and then Alexa Bliss throws a fireball at Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, so It was like, it was weird. Uh, it Triple H uh, took on Randy Orton in the main event. Um, like Triple H didn't even get dressed for it. Like he wore street clothes, 
and uh, they had like a brawl, and then um, uh, Triple H grabs the sledgehammer, his sledgehammer on fire, the lights go out. Was it the uh, rubber one? Triple H disappears. <laughs> There's a CGI fireball at uh, Randy Orton. And Raw ends without knowing what the hell's going on. Again. <laughs> oh, awesome. So what what the hell prompted Triple H and Randy Orton? Uh so Triple H opened the show. So I I know that and then he like they kinda like talked and then Orton came out and then it was like a whole thing of like Orton telling them Stephanie has his balls and He's getting all upset. So basically, it was it was more bullshit that we didn't need. So it was more of like a uh, a grab for ratings. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'd rather watch um, Orton than Triple H. I mean, I'm alright with it. Yeah, it's when fun. ratings would have skyrocketed if the Fiend came back. Oh well, yeah. No, oh. but I I don't think we're seeing the Fiend until the Rumble. Or even the Monday after the Rumble. Um, ah, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, so Monday Night Raw, yeah. <laughs> uh, NXT, we have uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, MSK, formerly Dez and Wentz of the Rascals, and Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate. I love it. Uh, I was gonna say ultimate, ultimate edition. edition. <laughs> <Advanced>. <laughs> Undisputed era. Um, all advance uh, to the next round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Um, we talked about earlier the announcement of the four teams for the women's um, Dusty Rhodes Classic as well. But uh, Finn Balor and Pete Dunn. Yep. I am psyched for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be phenomenal. Like the two of them, oh, it's gonna be so good. That Finn will obviously, you know, retain. Like I don't see Finn losing that title until he takes on Cross again. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but still should be awesome. So um, speak, definitely something to look of, out uh, for. NXT. I mean, I know we don't talk about UK much, but uh, uh, Walter had his match with a kid, which I'm assuming was really good from the the few things I've seen from it. And he ended up retaining. So I don't think he's going to lose that fucking title ever. I I don't think so. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be built up pretty big for him to lose that title. Yeah, Walter's so, so good though. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking love some Walter. I think if he, I can't see him coming to the main roster. I think he he's going to be one that's going to get lost in the shuffle. Right. Like, I don't yeah, think I don't think lost. they're going to know how to. Right. How to handle him? Oh. Not at all. All right. So NXT. Let's go into Impact Tuesday nights. Um, not a whole lot going on in Impact. Uh, we did see the main event: Rich Swan defeating Carl Anderson, uh, which furthers the the build for Hard to Kill. Um, so pretty much all the, the tag team partners for this match were banned from ringside, so it was legit one-on-one uh, Rich Swan versus Carl Anderson, which was a great match. Um, if you have not gotten a chance to watch it, definitely go back and check it out. Um, the Motor City Machine Guns. I wish I could. 
Oh, you can watch. It's on Twitch. Oh, I'll watch it on Twitch then. <laughs> yeah, Impact has a Twitch channel. Cool. I'll have to watch it there then because I can't fucking watch yeah. it on TV. I don't get the bullshit channel that comes on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Motor City Machine Guns are pretty much in a room watching the watching the match. Um, after the match ended, they got jumped by Gallows and Omega, uh, where Swan runs in and tries to make the save. Anderson joins in. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Swan and the Machine Guns kind of got the little bit of the upper hand when it was starting to go off air. But I'm um, definitely making that build for hard to kill. Um, that much more interesting with these guys, especially carrying over onto Dynamite on Wednesday night um, with the build up there. So I think we're going to end up getting something between um, Gallows Anderson and the Young Bucks with the way things went down on Dynamite, which we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but Hard to Kill is this Saturday. So um, you can order that on Fight TV. It's like 40 bucks. I was thinking about ordering it, but I only got like $16 in Fight TV, you know, credit or whatever is on there. So um, we'll find a way to watch it, though. Uh, so we'll run down this card real quick here. We won't do any predictions for this because I'm the only one that really watches Impact. Uh, main event is Kenny Omega, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows versus Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Deanna Perrazzo will be defending the Knockouts Championship against Taya. Uh, Manic versus Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju in a triple threat match for the X Division Championship. Uh, Manic, of course, is um, TJ Perkins. Let's hope somebody he's, persona that he, he's had a title for two months. He's not. Manic is actually the X Division champion. Really? I didn't Raheem lose. Yep. I remember like, every fucking time you're always like, Raheem challenge, Raheem challenge. Uh, Rohit lost uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. It was it was a uh, beat Rohit challenge. They told uh, Perkins that he wasn't allowed to uh, challenge Rohit anymore, so he came out under his previous persona of Manic. Got you. Which, I've uh, seen which is what he had. Yeah, so that was his persona he adopted after suicide, after they dropped the suicide name, so they changed right. him to Manic. So him, Chris Bay, and Rohit will compete in a triple threat match for that um, with Manic defending. Uh, Havoc and Nevaeh will take on the team of Kier Hogan and Tasha Steeles in the finals of the tournament to determine the knockout tag team champions. This matchup looks really awesome. Like I'm pretty, I'm excited for this one. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Havoc and Nevaeh are going to take this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles because they've been kind of on a tear as well. Uh, we're getting Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre match. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and Cousin Jake taking on Eric Young, Joe Doring, um, uh, the Wish version of Kid Rock, and Cody Diener in an old school rules match. Um, I guess it's like Falls Count Anywhere, like a whole bunch of other stuff, though. So. Dreamer said it was going to be they're going extreme old school something or other. Uh, Rosemary and Crazy Steve will be teaming up to take on the team of Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. And Ethan Page somehow is going to fight his alter ego karate man. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awesome. I'm uh, I'm interested to see how they do with that. Of course, it's probably going to be something uh, cinematic-ish. Right. Be, we'll see where that goes. That'll be funny, though. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Dynamite. 
AEW Dynamite. So we get the uh, the six man tag match that we we're promised last week um, with the Elite taking on um, the Varsity Blondes, which was Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, and I can't remember the other guy's name was Devin Devin something. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Limelight. Devin it was Devin Limelight. I know his last name was Limelight. Oh. Um. But uh, it was a pretty good matchup, though. I really uh, like regardless Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Like and they're Garrison. really good. I love how they're calling themselves the Varsity Blondes, right? Considering that you know Brian Pillman's dad was you know part of the Hollywood Blondes with uh, Steve Austin, right? Yeah, so, I, I like. That was pretty I, awesome. So. I love them. Like I think they're really good. But um, we end up getting uh, Omega and the Bucks are backstage before the match, um, and they're going like, so we doing like you know the three man, you know elite entrance or what? You know what we doing? And uh, Don Callis comes up. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, oh, we do things separate. He's like, we'll do it. He's like, we want to take you know any of the limelight off of you guys or any of the spotlight off of you guys being the tag team champions, all this other stuff. And so Omega comes out, does his entrance, and then Callis goes. Kicks um, uh, what's his face off a of commentary, or not commentary? Ring announce Justin Roberts off a of ring announcing, and basically announces the Good Brothers over the Young Bucks. So we get Omega and the Good Brothers taking on uh, Garrison Griff or <laughs> Garrison Pillman Jr. and Limelight. Um, uh, the the whole thing broke down at the end. Um. Moxley comes out, attacks, goes right after Omega, starts brawling with the Good Brothers. The Lucha Brothers come out. Out of all people in the back that you would expect to come out, so the Lucha random. Brothers hit the ring. It's so Very random. Very random. And they go right after the Good Brothers. Now, the funny thing with this is the Lucha Brothers are former Impact World Tag Team Champions Yeah, from their uh, brief, brief stint in Impact Wrestling. So they go after the Good Brothers, and eventually the Bucks come out. Um, and they get super kicked. And the, the uh, yeah, then they end up getting super kicked by the Lucha Bros. And Moxley and the Lucha Bros are in the ring. And during this whole melee, uh, Callis uh, pulls Omega out, and they they hightail it out of the, out of the building. So, so yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting there. Uh, <laughs> And also during Dynamite, I'm pretty sure FTR killed Marco Stunt. Um, like I don't understand why this kid's mom still lets him wrestle. <laughs> like you think after a while now she'd be, you know, yanking his permission slips. <laughs> but that was that was actually a pretty fun match though. Uh, Marco actually put on a pretty good, pretty good show in there, being like the the little guy compared to. You know the the underdog type scenario with FTR, uh, Jungle Boy always puts on a great match with these in there. FTR like one of the best tag teams in the world, so I quite enjoyed that. Um, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker will be happening. Um, this kind of bumped from the the New Year's um, shows last week and this week, um, but that will be happening on February third at an event that they're calling Beach Break, which of course will be a uh, Dynamite taping, and then. The main event, Darby Allen retained over Brian Cage. Now, there's something 
something on that that I kind of noticed that was brought to you, not really noticed, but I saw on Twitter someone brought up a good point um, about AEW storytelling. So way back when, um, it was Cody versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen hit the crucifix power bomb off the top rope, and then um, I guess during a backstage interview or something, Taz had told him like, "Hey, man, you know I was watching your match, and I just wanted to tell you you almost had it, but this is like I want to tell you what you did wrong with that crucifix power bomb." And Darby just looked down and said, "Like I don't need your help. I already know what I did wrong." So then you flash fast forward. Darby Allen versus Cage. Darby Allen uses the crucifix power bomb on Cage and picks up the win, basically showing Taz like, "Yeah, I told you I knew what I was doing. I knew what I did wrong. I corrected it, and I just beat your boy with it." Interesting. So, so this whole thing with their storytelling, like their long-term storytelling, is Darby Allen blew off Taz's advice. Taz got pissed. And that's why he's been targeting Darby Allen this whole time. Interesting. So, so I thought that was, uh, like I said, interesting. It was, it was pretty cool to actually um, see someone reach back that far and say, hey, you know, remember when this happened? That's pretty cool. Well, we actually lost Carl a couple minutes ago, and he hasn't popped back on yet. So, so kind of been stalling and doing. He's been kind gone of for a talking about some other stuff, waiting for him to come back. <laughs> oh, oh man! Ah, <laughs> uh, in the meantime, we're waiting for Carl to come back. Um, be sure to check out youtubecom slash for the collection. And check out our unboxing videos that are up there. Uh, Russell Getting Podcast on Twitter at Russell Getting Pod with one D. Instagram, Russell Getting Pod with two Ds. Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Pod with one D as well. And you can go to pro wrestling tees.com slash Russell Getting Podcast to buy yourself a new shirt. Treat yourself. Get yourself a new shirt. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want that uh, for the collection shirt. Reminds me of Toy Story. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> I love that design. Oh, I, mean, I do too. That, I think that's I, one. Of I think the color. I mean, honestly, the like light blue color really like kind of pops with the the like silhouettes and everything. Like just adding the like the red and yellow make it like really stick out on this shirt too. Yeah, that's the uh, the Carolina blue. <laughs> oh, I just. I don't really care that it's Carolina blue. I just like the way the the color looked with the design on there. I could care one less one way or the other. And being in Durham, North Carolina, in between Duke and UNC, when you tell people you don't really follow either one of those, they kind of give you funny looks. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. So I was in the room the whole time. Uh, I'm laughing at my damn Darby Allen jokes. And 
then you're all like, well, Carl <laughs> dropped. I'm trying to stall. I'm like, I'm fucking here. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah never it's... appeared on our end. But yeah, I, yeah. I was in. I was yeah, showing me in the room, off. like I heard the the whole thing. Like we was talking about Darby Allen, and I was sitting there like doing my Darby Allen jokes, and nobody was laughing. So I was like, "Well, <laughs> fuck, maybe they were just not that good." <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's circle back to that, Carl. Let's uh, we don't have to. We, we don't have your to takes on that. Uh, like now, yeah. I mean, if they did uh, do a callback <laughs> like that far uh, back, and it wasn't like complete accident, like uh, good for them. But I think it was hard. It's a complete accident that somebody's like, well, uh, actually, Darby Allen <laughs> tried that move a while back. You fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's something I came across on something I came across on Twitter. So it could be like yeah. a total like fan notice type thing, and the like the the booking team at AEW really wasn't paying attention to that. Or it could have been something yeah. like, "Hey, let's let's try it this way," you know, see if people pick up on this at all. So, but yeah. you never know. But I just thought it was like a interesting little little can, tidbit, can we get into like, the fan type shit, thing? Yeah. So. The good shit. Yeah, this retro review. The good shit. All right, let's let's do it. Retro review time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm looking for suggestions on changing the name of this from retro review to something a little more catchy that I can put some music behind. So, um, well, yeah, let's jump into this. Uh, Royal Rumble, 1992. WWF superstars competing the Royal Rumble for the undisputed WWF championship. Probably one of the greatest Royal Rumble matches, um, at least top five in a lot of people's lists for overall for the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, the pay-per-view card wasn't that bad at all, considering pretty much everything was a tag team match, with the exception <laughs> of the um, the Mountie versus Roddy Piper. But uh, but still, some of these tag matches were pretty good. Uh, we kicked off the show with the Orient Express, uh, Kato and Tanaka, with Mr. Fuji taking on the new foundation, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and the Rocket Owen Hart. I didn't think this match was bad. Like, it just, like, just watching Owen Hart, and, like, even then, you could see how, how much promise he had in the ring. You, you don't know what the bad part was? They came What's out up? in their pajamas. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of the fucking first things he says. He's like, well, they came out wearing their pajamas. I love Heenan. Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary and Gorilla Monsoon. I'm sorry. Heenan and Monsoon trump King and JR. Like, hands down. And you can at me with that. So I don't care. Like there's no better count. There, Bobby the Brain Heenan's phenomenal. Krill Monsoon is awesome. It's so much better than hearing a six year old man scream puppies every ten minutes. So, <laughs> fuck your attitude era. <laughs> I'll take new generation and you know Hulkamania era anytime. Wrestle crap. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> oh, 
Carl dropped again. <laughs> we get to the good shit and Carl drops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I enjoyed this matchup. I like I haven't watched the the 92 Royal Rumble in such a long time. It was just cool to go back and see like some of these guys before they kind of really started picking up steam with uh with Owen Hart and of course Jim the Anvil Neidhart had already had some success in WWF as part of the Hart Foundation uh with Bret Hart. And this is kind of when they split them up and put them with with Owen. It was good. I liked it too. Yeah, I thought the whole match was good. Ugh. And then we had this Intercontinental title match. With, uh... I think this one, this outside of the, this one, yeah, pretty much this match and the actual Royal Rumble match were probably my two favorite matches on this card. Yeah, um, the Mountie is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Of what they, the funny thing is, I'm watching this and they showed a close up of the Mountie shock stick, and it literally looked like a flashlight oh, wrapped was. in duct tape. <laughs> you know it was. You know it was. <laughs> uh, uh, Carl, the Mountie shock yeah, stick. Yeah, probably. Flashlight and duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact, like, after a Piper, a Piper, of course, wins the match and becomes the first time. Intercontinental champion, first title he's held in the WWF. Um, he gets the shock stick because the Mountie, like Jimmy Hart, was trying to jump him after the match with it. So he goes, to sh- he shocks the Mountie, and you hear this like zap being played yeah. through the loudspeaker <laughs> in the in the arena, and it just sounded. I yeah, forgot was, how was corny bad. that was. <laughs> oh man! But I gotta say, like Jimmy Hart as a manager. Is definitely like one uh, of the top five managers of all time, and just watching this, it like you have Jimmy Hart and of course you know Bobby the Brain Heenan. So you got the Hart Foundation and the Heenan family. Like these guys, they weren't just stables. It was, hey, I'm the manager, you work for me, type of deal. Like kind of like what they're doing on AEW with Matt Hardy and Private Party, where they you know Private Party signed a contract with Matt Hardy. So they are signed with AEW, but they signed to work under Matt Hardy as their manager. Yep. So this is that type of thing. And you can see that like Jimmy Hart's like his um attire, like his jacket had like the list of every single person, like the name of every um talent that was underneath him, like the natural disasters, um the Mountie, like everybody was listed on that jacket of who he was representing at the time. And it's just so much stuff that they did back then that they don't do now yeah with managers i mean it it sucks but i mean that's the manager the art of the manager is is long gone um in wwe unfortunately so outside of paul Heyman, um lana actually was another great manager uh, when she was with rusev uh, being the mouthpiece for for rusev in more ways than one if you know what i mean yuck yuck (laughs) But uh, but stuff like that is just is stuff that they, they've gotten away from. And I think it just adds another dimension to to those characters that really like the Mountie. Like, who wants to listen to the Mountie talk when you have Jimmy Hart next to him who could do that for him? And the Mountie can just go out there. And the only do, thing do that bothered me does. about the Mountie is his fucking sideburn. What the fuck, man? 
<laughs> like, who cut your hair, man? Uh, funny thing, like, go off a little side note here. Uh, Kevin Owens was talking, and I guess when they brought him in, uh, they were going to give him a Mountie gimmick. Vince wanted him to have a Mountie gimmick when he debuted on the main he roster. He didn't want it so badly. He was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'd be pissed, too. Like, you're trying to, like, I made my name as Kevin Owens in NXT. You know, Kevin Steen, that's how people know me, like this type of character. But you want me to come in and dress like a Mountie because I'm from Canada? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, Intercontinental title match. Uh, of course, Piper wins the Intercontinental title. So, the Mountie, the Mountie was champion oh. for, like, a day or then, two days? Or... Yeah. Two days. It was, like, two days after beating Brett. Um, they are saying Brett had, like, a 104-degree temperature or something like that um, when he wrestled the Mountie. So, he wasn't 100%. That's why, he, that's why the Mountie was able to beat him. I was like, what? I was like, okay, so typical WWE, WWF storytelling, but yeah, so that was one of my favorite matches on the card. Um, jump into another tag team match. Yeah. I know uh, Garrett was looking forward the, to this one. The, the, <laughs> the Beverly Brothers, <laughs> the Beverly Brothers with the genius, which is honestly the only standout point of this because the genius's poems are amazing. Uh, taking on the Bushwhackers with Jameson. And we were talking before we started recording. None of us, Carl nor I, remember Jameson <laughs> yeah. at all. I, I mean, I, I myself, like back then, I wasn't, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't real big on the Bushwhackers. I mean, I thought they were like silly and funny, but like, I, I guess that's why I didn't remember Jameson. Uh, but uh, I mean, as an adult, he was annoying as hell. I was like hoping he would get his ass beat. Uh, all night. <laughs> it was what they. It was what they should have done. Was this, was, so, this like, was the Attitude Era, like you know, and you know, Jameson came out like I'm sure he'd get a couple of stunners or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's dressed like he's straight up out of Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Like literally, like the sock sticking to his jacket, like his his shirt was like all un, untucked and messed up, and and he's then got the tie, when he the glasses with the when tape he get on hit, it. like everything, and he's like they hit me. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I was like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> this is just like straight up stereotypical yep. nerd, but <laughs> um. Yeah, the Bushwhackers entrance, I think, and all the pre-match stuff last and they year. Kept doing, they kept doing like a bunch of like goofy ass dances and stuff too, and like a bunch of crowd work. Like it wasn't really a, like a match. Yeah. Like it was mainly for kids. Yeah the the one thing that you can't do today that you could do in 1992. Oh yeah, is lick a child. <laughs> that shit was face. like, <laughs> I seen that and I was like, <laughs> dude, if that was my kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's it not even like one kid yeah, they no. licked like three kids and one was yeah. like a toddler 
And you hear Monsoon like that kid's gonna remember that the rest of his I life. Say one of them. Like, said, kid's like, probably traumatized. The, guy, the kid was getting licked, and the dad was like, "Yeah, thanks for licking the kid." Yeah. Yeah, those those yeah. the like the toddler in the front row. I was like, "Oh my god!" But in all honesty, if we go back to to 1992, um, uh, how old was that? 1992, like. 29, 7? I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. So, let's just say, like, 8-year-old me would have been like, holy shit, the book, the Bushwhackers just licked my face. Yep. Like, and that would have been, like, the coolest thing ever. But now, all I'm looking at is going, oh my god, holy I was like, that would not yeah. fly today <laughs> at all. Even in the last like three, four years, that would not work. <laughs> oh man, it's just funny to see the stuff that that they got away with back then that they do not like the Orient Express, and they're clearly racist. <laughs> was that their was that their original music, <laughs> or is that something just dubbed in by the WWE? I don't know if that was their original music or if it was dubbed in, but that was um yeah that was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, even the Bushwhackers music was bad too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Bushwhackers ended up winning that match. The stipulation was if the Bushwhackers no. win, uh, Jameson gets what was won. like. I thought the the Beverly Brothers won. They didn't win. Sure I thought the Beverly they, Brothers won. I thought the Bushwhackers won. Almost positive. Carl, um, did the Beverly Brothers not win? Oh yeah, the Beverly they did. Beverly they, Brothers I thought did they win. Won, I thought but it was I know the way around. Bushwhackers like okay. them up afterwards. Yeah, because yeah. like the stipulation is the Bushwhackers won. Jameson got like five minutes with the genius or something. It was some like one of those stupid stipulations, but. Yeah. So, hey, okay. So we go from that. Uh, Beverly brother, Beverly brothers defeat the Bushwhackers. Um, all that fun stuff. Then we go into the WWF Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the Natural Disasters taking on the Legion of Doom, the defending champions. Um, Bushwhacker, oh, Bushwhackers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Natural Disasters uh, pick up the win by count out as a. Uh, both teams were brawling outside of the ring. Um, Typhoon, being the legal man, realizes you know the refs up at eight and rolls back into the ring, and then uh, you know gets the ten count on Legion of Doom. Uh, of course, Legion of Doom retain the titles because you can only win the titles by via pinfall or submission. Obviously, basically this was to protect both of those teams. So, you know they're they're building the natural disasters up as you know one of the biggest one of their big heel teams. And of course, Legion of Doom. Like, there's a reason why you know they call it the Road Warrior Pop, like one of the most popular tag teams ever. Um, like, there's no way that they would have them lose cleanly to the Natural Disasters, especially in like what the, did, the uh, first match. So. What did they say after the match, though? Like in the in the post match interview. I mean, I know they said they were. I know they said they were gonna get their lawyers, oh, but they're gonna get their, their lawyers, but they're getting their lawyers. Like, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I was like, what the fuck are they? <laughs> I was like, from our did they fucking like jog from the like? <laughs> they were like both out of breath <laughs> and like, and was it wasn't saying like shit. Was... I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> Bro, Jimmy Hart yeah. was back there before our earthquake and typhoon were. So <laughs> it was literally like a good like minute before our earthquake and typhoon got back there. <laughs> And it's not like they had like an interview spot like yeah, set up for them. Like, it was like I don't, in the locker I don't room. Know. I don't know why they even like did the interview. Oh, they should just let Jimmy Hart do like all the speaking because like clearly neither one of them was like <laughs> in yeah. any condition to <laughs> fucking talk. <laughs> oh man. But uh, that was that was a pretty good like ground and pound type match. I don't know. I was a straight. I was a little. I was a little disappointed with the um, no. um, when Earthquake uh, did that one. I forgot who he slammed. I can't remember if it was Animal or Hawk, but um, the uh, body slam on the outside of the ring. You know what I'm talking about? Like he looked like he like gently laid him down. Yeah. Uh, and then that chair shot. I'm like, man, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> oh, those share shots are bad. Yeah, like I've seen better. I've seen way better share shots. Uh, so bad in the '90s than you know what they gave them there. But it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it was a fun. It was a fun match. Like they obviously the way it ended was to protect both those teams going forward. Though, so. um, the Royal Rumble match. This would be the first time. This is the first time the WWE Championship was contested yeah. in the Royal. I Rumble think it's match. like I'm one of the only times except when White Brock uh, defended. Yeah, when Brock defended. Um. So we had um Bulldog. thirty men, uh, number one and yeah. number two, the British Bulldog and Ted DiBiase. Uh, number three was Ric Flair. Uh, Ted DiBiase yeah. was the first one eliminated. So the, the Bulldog, Bulldog, he he was he was just off of. Uh, um, he just won a battle royal, uh, and a lot of people had him picked as uh, one of the favorites to win it uh, until he came out at number one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then we had Ric Flair, uh, Jerry Sags, Haku. Shawn Michaels in at number six. Can we go back to uh, Tito Santana, the Barbarian, to Texas Tornado. Uh, this was this was the debut of the Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, um, he had just. Yes, yeah. This was literally days after. Yeah, for I remember um, watching this window. as a kid. I was fucking pissed at Shawn Michaels, and I wanted him eliminated immediately. <laughs> uh, watching this. Shawn Michaels stayed in there a lot shorter than what I remember. Like it seemed like for me, it was like he was in there forever. Uh, yeah, he was like fifteen minutes, just almost sixteen minutes in this yeah. match, and was eliminated by the, Tito. The Santana. sad part is, I told Carl I didn't even remember Shawn Michaels being in the match. <laughs> I was like, he was, I was like, I remember him having a promo, but I don't even remember seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit, it was a big deal for me, Garrett. Oh man. Yeah, so we had Shawn Michael. <laughs> right. 
I mean, yeah, like you look at like someone like Carl and I's age bracket and like Michael's turning on Janetti was like the biggest thing since the biggest thing w- up to yeah. Hogan uh, joining the NWO. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, the Rockers, man, the Rockers. Oh, they're going to get back together. Gonna, oh, Sean my Rockers. God, what just happened? <laughs> I just love like... <laughs> He I just love killed the segment too. Michael's killed like, Marty. He's like, I knew this would happen. I knew. Like, God damn fucking thing. Yeah, oh, Heenan's I, awesome. I, I, I honestly, I can't stress that I, enough. I, I love Bobby Heenan. Really so, I mean, he made the match. He made the match <laughs> like his commentary. Oh, oh yeah, commentary like throughout yeah. the, the entire pay per view was fun, was great. Just like just the the one liners, honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of watching Nitro oh, yeah. too. Was when Bobby Heenan was on commentary. Like you always, like, you knew it was going to be a good night when you saw Bobby Heenan, like commentary wise. When Bobby Heenan was sitting at the table, especially with uh, Tony Schiavone, it was it was great. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you have Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, the Barbarian, uh, Texas Tornado, uh, Repo Man was in at number ten. I love Repo Man. I don't know why. I just, I just love Repo Man. <laughs> uh, Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Nikolai Volkov, Big Boss Man, Hercules, uh, Roddy Piper, who they kept building up all night for having the chance to be the first person to win the Intercontinental and WWF Championships in the same night, um, and being you know making history, being able to challenge for both of those titles in the same night as well. Uh, after him, we had number sixteen, Jake the Snake Robert, attacks all Jim Duggan. IRS, Jimmy Snuka, Undertaker, Randy Savage, Berserker, Virgil, Colonel Mustafa, Rick Martel, Hulk Hogan, Skinner, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Justice, and the Warlord in at number 30, who wasn't even in there two so, minutes. So I have a question. Was, was Undertaker's entire gimmick back then choke them until they're dead? Was that his gimmick? I mean, yeah. that was pretty, he, he pretty much choked a lot of people in the Rumble. <laughs> The uh, the funny thing uh, to me was uh, when uh, Piper and uh, Jim Duggan were like in the ring together, (laughs) and they both had the blue tights with the fucking like. (laughs) Didn't it look like fucking uh, like uh, Roddy Piper was like Jim Duggan's like little brother? I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, they were wearing the same oh, exact awesome. type. It was funny. Yeah, they had to get um Greg Valentine out of the ring before Hogan came in. Like, yeah, you can't steal um, Hogan's colors. Another man. another thing that was pretty funny too was um <laughs> uh when the Texas tornado uh when he came out like the the crowd like had like this real big pop. I think at first they thought it was the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh no, it's just. <laughs> it's just Texas Tornado. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ric Flair entered it at number three, ended up winning the Rumble, um, eliminating uh, Sid Justice with some help from Hogan. Um, after Justice, after Sid had eliminated Hogan. 
Um, Hogan got a little pissed and did some cheating. <laughs> All American Hulk Hogan cheating and pulling a Sid Justice over the top rope to help Flair. So Flair had the longest time at an hour and two seconds. And the shortest time in here was, oh, I just saw it, just had it. It was like less than a minute. Uh, Hercules, Hercules yeah. Hernandez, 56 minutes, 56 seconds. Fifty six seconds. He was eliminated by the big boss man. He literally like came in the ring and got thrown out by boss man. And it's not even like the next closest person to time wise was like twenty seven uh, oh, minutes, and that was IRS. I know. Sorry, sorry. Thirty four minutes. And then Michael Man fucking the almost eliminated time. himself. Uh, and then one. they. Yeah, they kept he he yeah. did the um the foot the jump over Which... the top rope. Um, and was going yeah. after after uh, Jake the Snake Roberts because you know they had that feud going. Um, can uh, Savage still had? You see, Savage had the arm his right. arm bandaged yeah. from the uh, the Cobra yeah. bite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, then they they made it a point to say, which was which was unfair because technically, um. I think it was it was it Big Boss Man that was like going after Flair and Flair just like pulled the rope down and like Big Boss Man like fell over it. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah. What I think happened is I think Macho Man must have mistakenly like went over the top rope <laughs> and and they like was like, like hey <laughs> yeah was like hey uh, you're still in the match that- man get back in. <laughs> there's <laughs> <laughs> like undertaker went out after him as like trying to pull him off of roberts and like threw him back in the ring and savage got back out of the ring and they finally got him back in the ring <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh this is fun this is a fun matchup like there's a lot of like this was back when like you you didn't yeah. have like the surprise entrance in the royal rumble like it was always it was always somebody on the roster like you knew all 30 people yeah. that were going to be involved in the matchup, it was just like, which number did they draw? Where are they coming in? Yeah. Was the the big suspenseful part of this. So, like, the entire night, Heenan kept trying to get away from the yeah. commentary table to go see what Rick's number was. Because Rick Flair was part of the Heenan family. So, but he's like, no, nah, he's with Perfect. He's good. He's good. And Girl Monsoon's like, you're not worried at all what type of what number he drew. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, He's like, so you haven't been with Ric Flair all day and he's drawn his number and you have no idea what it is. And like he didn't just start getting antsy like yeah. the entire night leading up. To um, so to put on like my uh, little kid, uh, little kid vision, when I when I watched this uh, back in 1992, I, I still remember this for a rumble uh, for some reason. Um like I don't remember like the whole card, but I remember the Royal Rumble match, and uh, like Flair coming to WWF was like a was like a big deal. Uh, I remember watching like uh, like WCW NWA with my my papa, and him being like, you know, Ric Flair is like the the greatest wrestler to ever wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy right here is the best wrestler to ever wrestler. 
And of course, you know, me being young, I'm like, bullshit, it's fucking Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or Savage, you know? <laughs> uh, and then, like, you no. know, Flair made his way yeah. onto WWF. Uh, and, you know, he was touting himself as, like, the real world's champion. Um, and so, like, to see him come into this. So he came in with with the. Yeah. With the NWA and, telev- with the NWA championship, which is funny because Nick Aldis, real world's champion. Yeah. Um, and so he came in at number three, right? And I mean, I, as a little kid, I didn't like Flair. Like he came in at number three, and fucking like they built like you know what I'm saying like they built him almost like a face in this. Like, I mean, everyone that came in the fucking match was like gunning yeah. for Flair. Yeah, I was gonna say that was like the one thing I would like say as like a complaint with like someone who's like who like from my standpoint who didn't grow up watching it and you watch it back, you kinda of really don't know in the match who's face and who's heel. Like you kinda of have a good assumption, but like nobody really like gives off like a pure their heel, pure their face in the match. And like granted for a rumble so you really don't aren't they could still not that big of a deal. But like if you're not knowing at what place you're at, what the who what they're they're at at the time period, you won't figure it out watching that. And then um but yeah, I mean as soon as Flair won, man, like I was like, dude, that's it. He's the greatest wrestler ever. Uh I mean I still wasn't a fan of his, but then if you would ask me like who the best wrestler in the world was, I'd be like, Well, you know, it's Rick Flair. Until uh, Steve Austin, you know, uh, some coach Steve Austin, you know, got his rise in the nineties. But yeah, I mean that that <laughs> Royal Rumble right there was like, yeah, like Ric Flair's the best wrestler ever. Awesome, that was great. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed this very much. And um. 1992 Royal Rumble. So Ric Flair comes out as WWF champion. Pretty much closes the show. Then we get that famous, world famous Ric Flair promo yeah. with a tear in my a man eye. walking around uh, as a, a man that's been. What did he say? Something like a man that's been carrying this belt, uh, talking himself as the real world champion. Something with a tear in my. Eye. I have to say, this is the greatest moment in my life, or something like that. Uh, and he's like. Uh, yeah, something something about the, being the world WWF champion. You're the man, or something like that. So it was it was cool. Yep. Yep. All right. So the 1992 Royal Rumble. Uh, next week we're gonna hit you with the 2001 Royal Rumbles. We're we're jumping forward a bit there. Um, we're gonna be all over the place with these Royal Rumbles. So. Um, <laughs> But definitely looking forward to watching that and uh, talking about that next week. So definitely tune in for that. So we go from that Royal Rumble to the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation Royal Rumble. I think I call it something else. I don't remember. It's not in these notes. It's probably in a different notes. I think it was like Battle Royale or something like that. Or I don't remember. But uh, basically what we did, we, each one of us took 10 members from our roster to equal 30 uh we randomized uh garrett actually randomized and the winning 
person, the winning roster member for whatever roster will get to get to swap out two members of their roster. It's a little, uh, little firing and rehiring. So, all right, Garrett. All right. Do you do we do you want me to read off everybody's entrance? Yeah, actually. All right. Yeah. Let's so my entrance were AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, Keith Lee, Naito, Seth Rollins, and Chris Jericho. All top guys. All top guys. <laughs> Carl's Saturday Night okay. Special. Yeah. I can read them all off. I don't mind. Was The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Macho Man Randy Savage. Rick, oh, yeah. Rick Flair. Dig it. Jerry The King Lawley. CM Punk. Kurt Angle. Eddie Gilbert. MJF and Rob motherfucking Van. The whole fucking show. (laughs) The whole fucking show. (laughs) Mr. Pay-Per-View. And Heat Wave had Trish Stratus, Thunder Rosa, Victoria, Awesome Kong, Sheeta, Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, Natalia, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. All right, so I randomized it first to get our starting two that started off our Royal Rumble. And the starting two entrants in our Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble were Finn Balor and the Macho Man Randy Savage. They came in at number Ooh. one and two. So I then. Randomized it again and got it down to the last four, our final four. And our final four are Hikaru Shida, Thunder Rosa, MJF, and AJ Styles. Ooh, look at that heat wave with uh with the numbers advantage I will say, in that. When I was randomizing it, a lot of mine went out fairly quickly. And then Carl's and Chris's <laughs> kind of teetered off little bit by little bit because I had nothing left to, to pick from. <laughs> uh, but in the end, the winner was AJ Style. Ooh, look at like that. Shocked. I was like doing this. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like it literally like it was mine, <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Fuck I'm losing. But I'm glad the final four worked out the way I wanted it to because I wanted us to all have somebody in the final four. And it worked out perfectly. So awesome. Yeah, I promise no cheating. You <laughs> so, can say I cheated if you want. I, I'm not I'm a I'm not a cheating person. So so you didn't try to you didn't try to rig it last time like you did with the Survivor right. series where I didn't win. You did win, though. 
<laughs> no, I, I seriously, I didn't. It just happened. That's awesome. I was like, what? Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. So AJ Styles wins the Royal Rumble for the money shot uh, roster. So Garrett gets to swap out two members of his And I'm still undecided. Roster, so. I, I literally thought about it for like 30 minutes earlier, and I still don't fucking know who I'm switching out. So. I have to. That's all right. I'll figure. So it. um, so we'll kick back up with the uh, WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation in February. Uh, we'll go. We'll start our uh, normal weekly rundown on that. You know, three shows and then pay per view, and then I think we'll be good. Yeah, and then March. WrestleMania is March or April. I can't remember. It's usually April. Either like very very end of. Well, March. sometimes sometimes it's like middle yeah, March or very end of March or early early April. So, I don't know. It's been April recently. Was this one 30? Is this 37 or 36? Seven, I think. Uh, 30, yeah, 37. So it's March 28th, 2021. Okay. So I was thinking, so we'll probably do for the uh, WrestleMania month, we'll probably do another like big super card show. Just for the just for the fun of it, it's it's fun yeah. doing these like multi like multi brain shows. So maybe we'll we'll do um, a series of like triple threat matches or something. That'd be fun. So. All right, so yeah, Wrestle Getting Wrestling Federation will return in February for at least uh, a month of shows there, and then we'll do one big special event in March. It'll be fun. Looking forward to that. So that's that's pretty much it. That's the show this week. So I think we covered quite a bit. Um, I really like talking about the older stuff a little bit more than talking about the newer stuff. So we'll probably expand on that a little more going forward. Um, as always, you know, make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, um, Russell Gannon Pod with one D, Instagram, Russell Gannon Pod with two Ds, uh, Facebook.com slash Russell Gannon Pod with one D as well. Uh, youtube.com slash for the collection for the uh, uh, YouTube unboxings and stuff like that. Uh, and then pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle get a podcast. Go treat yourself to a new shirt. Uh, we got that for the collection shirt up there, which is an awesome logo on that nice Carolina blue t-shirt uh, red and yellow wrestle get a podcast logo with the uh, WrestleMania font and the bad boys wrestling podcast shirt up there as well. So definitely check those out. Um, I know there's, I don't think there's any sales coming up, um, until probably president's day weekend. Generally, I think that's, they run sales around that time too. So generally it's like 20% off shirt. So keep an eye on that. Of course we will, we'll spam the crap out of social media once the sale does drop on that as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, Garrett, what you uh, got for theme of the week? So indecisive this, this week. Uh, I had so many different people and ideas in my brain. But the first one I thought of, just because, like, he's my favorite wrestler right now. And... The Bushwhackers? And, uh, I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> I just them wrestle and stuff, so... This week, we're going to do Dexter Loomis. Cool. Yeah. Dexter Loomis. All right. Dexter Loomis's trippy, yep. trippy theme. Creepy ass theme, but it's cool. 
<laughs> definitely is all right so that's that's gonna wrap the show up this week thank you guys for checking us out giving us um a little bit over an hour of your time maybe about an hour and a half um, by the time i get done putting all the extra stuff in uh we really appreciate it thank you guys for listening um, and we'll be back next week um we got uh, royal yeah, rumble preview next week right yeah. Yeah, because Royal Rumble is the 31st, so we'll uh, we'll take a look at that and give our predictions for that as well and see where where we fall in the actual Royal Rumble matchup. Should be a good time. So on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, um, Garrett G. Money Munn, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you guys for checking us out. This has been episode 75 of the Russell Gannon Podcast, and we'll, we'll meet 12. you guys back here next Manchester week. 12. Later, Marks. 12. That's how many... 12. That's how many men of uh, Ric Flair cuckold, uh January 19th, 1992 after he won the World Rumble. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.